A couple of weeks ago, we had the, uh, the gospel that spoke of the interaction between Jesus and Martha and Mary. And at that time, I'm sure you remember the homily uh, exactly as I gave it, but I'll just refresh you. Um, I made a uh, distinction between being and doing. That the reason why Mary chose the better part, as our Lord Jesus said, was because she was being with Jesus as opposed to just doing. Now, the doing wasn't bad, but it wasn't the better part. Today, we have a bit of another dichotomy between being and having. As opposed to being and doing, being and having. And the Lord, it's, it occurs to me as, as, I, as I think of it, there's two particular subjects that Jesus railed on more than anything else. I mean, he hit on this over and over and over again. One was the hypocrisy of the the Pharisees and the scribes, those who saw religion as as merely this rigorous act. And they they tried to hold other people to this this rigorous practice of the faith and they, they lost complete sight of the value and the goal of practicing the law, those people. And then secondly, the Lord over and over again speaks about the danger of possessions. Over and over. You know, and if somebody speaks about something that many times, it must, it must be very important, right? There's a reason he's emphasizing this. And the reason why he's emphasizing it most of all is because he's trying to get across to us, just as, as Paul is in the second reading, that we are to be people of God. We're not to be people of merely the earth. We're to set our sights on eternal realities, not merely temporal realities. And the, the more that we can do that, the better that we can do that, the more that we will align ourselves with Jesus Christ. It's important to note that Jesus doesn't say really that things are bad in themselves, because they're not. Right? If you just bought a new car and you're thinking, oh, this is the last homily I needed to hear. <laughs> I already have buyer's remorse. You know, The car isn't the problem. The kind of car isn't the problem. The size of the house or the bank account, not the problem. The problem has to do with how closely we attach our being and value with those things. Those things in themselves are, are really non-moral. But how anxious are we about what we have or don't have? How anxious, how, you know, just like the first reading talking about, you know, staying up and, and thinking about all of the, the anxieties that we have, which is just a waste. But we worry and we worry about what we don't have and needing to get more and more and more. And just like in the gospel, you know, the farmer who had this bountiful harvest had more than he would need the rest of his life. So he was finally secure. Wouldn't that be great? I actually played the lottery uh, once this year. I haven't played it in 30 years because you can never win if you never play. And um, I knew I was gonna lose and I did. And then the previous year, I did the whole Safeway thing with the Monopoly board. What a waste of time that is. (laughs) 
a waste of time. I think I, I think I won a gallon of milk or something. <laughs> but I don't know if you, but every once in a while I'm like, oh, that'd be great, you know, I could pay off my mom's house and buy an even bigger rectory for Father John and do something, you know, I don't know. You know how you dream, you just think about stuff. And it never happens, and you think, well, gosh, if I just had this or this or more, then I could relax. Then I would be fine. Then I wouldn't have to worry. And as in the Gospel, this is exactly the situation of this farmer. He had everything he needed the rest of his life. And then God said, ah, change of plan. Tonight you're going to die. You're good for 20 years. Tonight you're going to die. Oops. He was so busy storing up treasure, what he needed in this life, that he didn't store up treasure in the next life. And this is what God wants most of all. He wants people who, of a certain kind, people whose being has been conformed to him. This is what he does in baptism. This is what he seeks to do through all of the sacraments is get us more and more to conform our being, ourselves, to his self. That's what it means to be a Christian, to be a little Christ, as C.S. Lewis puts it. That we're to take on Christ, take on him and incorporate him into our being so that we are changed. The stuff doesn't matter. And we know that when we think about it. We know it doesn't really matter. I mean, to some degree, right, we, we want to work hard, want to make sure our family is secure. I mean, there's, there, there are responsibilities we have which are legitimate. That's not what the Lord is talking about. The Lord is talking about where we put our value, where we place our pride, where we place our security. If we're placing our security in our retirement plans, our 401ks, our jobs, etc., we're misplacing our, where we ought to be placing our security. For our true security can only be found in God alone. St. Benedict has the, the line, the maxim, keep death before you always. It's a little morbid, isn't it? Keep death, but well, in the 500s, that wasn't so hard to do. There was a lot of death. Keep death before you always. Why? Not to, to focus on death, but to remember that this life is temporary. It's so temporary in, in the view of eternity. It's so short and so small. We were not created for this life. And yet, how much effort and anxiety do we put into things of this life? And we think it will give us security. We're acting as though we're going to live forever, and we won't. And we won't. I've had so many uh, beautiful encounters with people near death. Near death. Because they begin to have to really confront eternity. And they, they look back on their lives and they see it for what it is. The best things that they value, the things that they value the most, are not things. They're people. The greatest blessing any of us have in this life is each other. Our families, our friends, 
our parish. This is the greatest blessing we have in this life because that love we share can be taken with us. That love that we share transforms us into the kind of people God wants. The things we have never transform us, but the people do. So God is after certain types of people. And this this gospel is just a really good opportunity for us to look at our lives and say, maybe I need a reset. Maybe I need to sell some things. Maybe I just need to think about what I have differently. By the way, there's a great opportunity to talk about how you should tithe more. (laughs) Has that been lost on you yet? You're just waiting for that hammer to drop. But you know, whether you give to the parish or give somewhere else, the spiritual value of giving things away is so we don't become too attached, so that we have some sense of detachment, so that we understand that, you know, all of the gifts that I have to be able to make a good income or a good living, all of those gifts were given to me by God. And he expects me to share those gifts. And so I give some of it away to to show that I'm not dependent on the stuff, but I can be detached. That's the value of tithing. That's the value of giving some things away to any number of different places. And in doing so, it changes us. It conforms us more to Christ who gave everything away. And what we have to remember in the end is that we are going to be just like him. We're going to give everything away. That day will come for every single one of us. And all we will have is our being, not our stuff. We will have our being, and we will present our being, ourselves, to Jesus Christ. And please, God, that on that day, he looks upon us as one he has always known, one who has always loved him, and has been transformed into a more perfect image of the Most High. Please stand.